This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. And this is episode two. 34. I'm your host, Matt Takimoto, and today's game will be pitting the bench warmer team of Josh Bombeck and Mason Giot with the team of bench warmer David Lux and returner to the bench and assistant coach on Patreon, Matt Coleman. Uh, welcome back to the bench, Matt. More Matt's on the podcast, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, take a minute to remind us of uh, where you're from, who you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. Yeah, unlike Minnesota, there's can never be too many mats. So, on the podcast at least. So, uh, I'm Matt. I'm in uh, Seattle, Washington. I'm a, originally a Midwest uh, person, so I root for a lot of the Midwest teams. Um, and yeah, moved here a couple years ago. And as an ongoing joke on the podcast, I am a lifelong Kraken fan. So I've been a fan since the inception of the, the franchise. They started, I think, like a month after I got here. So, uh, yeah, happy to be back. Excited to play tonight. All right, and we're happy to have you. And Mr. David Lux, how are you doing, and what's your team name? I am good. I would say that there's a corollary to there can't be too many mats, that it has to be as long as one of them is not Doherty, I think is very important. (laughs) Shots fired. All right, so I'm actually recording this not with my regular getup in North Carolina, but I'm at at home, or at least my childhood home. So I'm in Eugene, Oregon. And right before we got on, and right before Matt Coleman joined, uh, everyone asked how Oregon was, and I said, well, it's it's cold, wet, and beautiful. And since Matt is in Seattle, and I'm in Oregon, and that describes our current look, well, it's dark now, but if we were to look out the window, it is definitely cold, wet, and beautiful. So that is going to be our team name. All right. So we've got team cold, wet, and beautiful. And let's take it over to Mason. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, so by the time we're recording this, it's the week four, Thanksgiving, or week of, depending on how you describe it, but... Um, luckily, I'm off for the week, so I get to kind of relax and chill out. So um, it's a nice little break from everything, but um, yeah, I'm doing well. Nice. Yeah, I am also off for all of this Thanksgiving week, and it is well-deserved because I had 24 parent conferences in five days, and it was oh, a – who it was a it was Yeah, a that's, mess. that's rough. Wait, and those were all after school or those were instead of yeah, school? Yeah, we got off at – like one fifteen every day, and then we had yeah. conferences from like one forty five to four. Hmm. Whew. It was it was a it was a tough week, so I'm I'm glad to be done with it. And Josh, how are you? And what is your team name going to be? I'm distracted. The Vikings are playing right now, but uh, you know they're winning so far, and that's that's good, I guess. Because apparently, when I wanted them to lose early on, they didn't feel that was appropriate, so they've just been winning. So I guess I can't complain too much because. If this game holds, they will win six in a row. And okay, cool. So yeah, other than that, I'm doing fine. Just I don't have the whole week off, but I work from home. So, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, so you need a team name from us. And as everybody knows, Mason, is that's not his strong suit, um, which is fine because he usually has more trivia answers, which is good. And I often don't have a lot. And with being distracted... It was as somebody, uh, David, recommended I maybe pull up ChatGPT. So I pulled that up and entered math and sports trivia team names. 
and Mason told me to pick the worst, and they were all fairly bad. But uh, today's <laughs> works because it's football season, and I'm watching Josh Dobbs play right now, and he's a math and science kind of guy. So today we will be the quadratic quarterbacks. All right. Alliterative and mathematical. We love it. Okay, so we've got team cold, wet, and beautiful against the quadratic quarterbacks. We've got our team names. Now we need some rules. Dan, why don't you give us those rules? The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. He sounds so much more relaxed on those rules reads after his retirement, doesn't he? It's because he has Thanksgiving week off. That's right. He's got, I mean, as far as bench workers are concerned, he's got all the weeks off. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right. Today's first quarter is going to be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be four before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 25 points. And today's pre- and post-game is going to be an all-coaches pre- and post-game. Oh, my. Oh, oh yeah. God. Strap in. Here we go. <laughs> Question number one in pre- and post-game. The winningest Latin American-born manager in MLB history, and the only one with more than a 1,000 wins, and the MLB manager who, of the five teams he managed in his career, only failed to take the Tampa Bay Devil Rays to a 90-win season. Matt, we are going to check in. Okay. Cold, wet, and beautiful has checked in the quadratic quarterbacks. It is yours to talk out. Yeah, so I'm just trying to think if, if it works for what I was thinking the first half would be, I don't remember Lou Pinella managing the Rays. I'm trying to think when that would be. I kind of recall him being there, but it works with, because you had Philippa Lou for the first half. That's the first person I could think of. And Lou Pinella, he was you know successful with the Yankees, the Reds. Mariners. Mariners. And then did he finish at the in Chicago with the Cubs? Yeah. So maybe so would it be in between because Mariners was like to early two thousand. So was it right after that he was with the Devil Rays and then probably it's probably it must be sandwiched between Mariners and Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just didn't remember that. It must not have been for very long. I, just, I say we go with it. Sure. I'm good with it. All right, we're gonna check in with Felipe Lou Pinella. And cold, wet, and beautiful. What was your answer? Yeah, I got pretty quickly to Philip Alou, and then remember the Lou Pinellas started out with the Yankees and took the Red Reds to the World Series, and of course he was manager of the year for both the Cubs and the Mariners, but as these guys said, in between that, he did manage the double race. So we checked in with Philip Alou Pinella. Both teams getting points. The correct answer is Felipe Alou Pinella. Yeah, Pinella did exactly 
as David said, managed the Devil Rays from 2003 to 2005, sandwiched in between the Mariners and the Cubs there. Okay, moving on to question number two in pre- and post-game. Former NBA head coach who, while playing for Olympia Milano, earned the nickname Il Bafo, or The Mustache, and Hall of Fame MLB manager who currently sits fifth all-time with 93 ejections, 39 of them coming in 16 National League seasons, and the other 52 coming in 20 American League seasons. We're going to check in. Okay, the quadratic quarterbacks have checked in. Cold, wet, and beautiful, it is yours to talk out. So we talked ourselves into a dead end pretty quickly because we convinced ourselves right out of the gate that the mustache had to be Phil Jackson because we know he played in Europe and he had one hell of a mustache. But then when I read the second half, we were sort of talking about guys who got thrown out a lot and managed a lot in the AL and in the NL. And I came to Tony Larusa, and then go take it from there, Matt. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. And now we're just sitting here wondering whether Mike D'Antoni had a mustache uh, and would have been nicknamed that. I mean, it it sounds good. I just don't I don't picture him with a mustache um, and wouldn't give him that nickname. But I mean, it's certainly possible. He's one of these guys who has like a very gray light. I mean, I think he has one most of the time, or at least I, I can picture it. But it's sort of very gray light mustache. It's not that I, I hate to say it this way, but. Well, I won't say it that way, but the seventies era mustache that Phil Jackson had. Are you are you are you avoiding saying porn stash? Is that what you're yes. avoiding saying? <laughs> yes, okay. That's exactly yeah. yeah. <laughs> After somebody said we this was the highbrow crowd. Yeah, well, come on. That's what they, that's what people refer to those as. I know, I know. Anyway, yeah. So so Phil Jackson gets us nowhere in terms of pre and post game. So I really think it might be Mike Dian Tony LaRusa. I can't think of anybody else who would be on the ejections list. Like I was trying to think anybody that would make the first answer work, but there's like, it seems like there should be a baseball manager who managed for a long time with, like, the first name Sonny, but nothing's coming to mind. I can't think of anyone. So I think we just go with it and hope that that's right. Okay. Mike D'Antoni, LaRusa, checking in. Quadratic quarterbacks, what did you come up with? Yeah, we worked uh, back to front on this one because I was thinking about 36 years as a manager in general. is just such a ridiculous amount. There's hardly anybody that's probably reached that kind of number especially with splitting it almost evenly between both leagues. Um, Josh came with Tony LaRussa, and right away, Mike D'Antoni seemed to work. It's an Italian name. It's an Italian club. I remember seeing a picture of him as a player. He definitely had a mustache. Like, it's a pretty prominent mustache. So everything seemed to work with it. So, yeah, we also went with Mike D'Antoni LaRussa. Both teams will be getting points. The correct answer is Mike D'Antoni LaRussa. Yeah, Mike D'Antoni is – he was voted – at the end of his career, the Italian Serie A's top point guard of all time. He Ooh. played for Olympia Milano from 1977 to 1990. And while playing for Olympia Milano, he had a very prominent and very less gray mustache. So he got the nickname Il Bafo. And Tony LaRusa gets ejected a lot because he doesn't seem like a very nice person. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Real quick, real quick. David, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know about his time in Europe, but uh, Phil Jackson, when he played, he often, he had the beard going when he was playing. He had the, I think I associate him with the mustache more so from his coaching days. Yeah, that could be. Look, that mustache, that mustache was so good. It transcends times. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> fair, fair. Yes. His beard was 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 pretty rock solid too so moving on question three in pre and post game nfl hall of fame head coach whose final season was with the 1953 washington football team 
And he served as the president of the Detroit Tigers from 1990 to 1992 before being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1993. Uh, We'll check in. Cold, wet, and beautiful has checked in. Quadratic quarterbacks, you may talk it out. So for the first half, I can think of a couple older coaches. Like George Hallis, first thing comes to mind. Hurley Lambeau would be older, too. I'm trying to think of any other guys. So obviously, this is someone not associated with Washington, if you're if they're sitting with the final season there. Right. So And then whoever was president of the Tigers had to be somewhat prominent in college football or at least okay okay play college football with lambo bo schembechler as president of the tigers in the 90s i i, I mean it works i just i mean and it, he, he was a he was michigan's coach for right what 20 years i'm just going with the if lambo bo schembechler right. has a connection to michigan and would be a college football hall of famer around that time yeah. Yeah. That's just, it seems kind of random that he would be president of the Tigers for a couple of years in the 90s, but that seems completely random. I don't understand it, but ah, marketing ploy. You're like, if you can save a football program, you can, you can save the, the Tigers. Maybe. Maybe. So I'm assuming it's Curly Lambo Schembechler. Sure. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing if we're going to, if, gonna go with that i guess if if we want anything that sort of at least has some connections that could work right yeah that could work. yeah okay. that's all i have sure. So, sure i'm i'm fine with that all right we're gonna check in with curly lambo Schembeckler. cold wet and beautiful what did you come up with yeah we had a pretty similar discussion uh we actually came out of the opposite direction uh david was pretty quick to get bo Schembeckler, and we just sat here for a while trying to think of uh, Hall of Fame coaches whose name ended in Bo and uh, finally stumbled on Curly Lambeau. So we also checked in with Curly Lambeau Schembechler. And and I actually barely remember this, but I seem to remember Schembechler went from being football coach at Michigan to athletic director. And I think by that point he was feeling it. And the Tigers called him up and said, all right, you've sort of been administrator over a baseball team. So why don't you just come be the president of the Tigers? I don't think it worked very well, but I mean, he was only there for three seasons. So yeah, right, right, right. So maybe, maybe Harbaugh will do better when he gets uh, hired by the Tigers after this year. So <laughs> <laughs> both teams are getting points. Yes. Uh, David stole my flavor text, but Bo Schembechler did uh, go from head coach of Michigan to uh, athletic director of Michigan to the president of the Detroit Tigers hmm. for some reason. And yes, the first half is Curly Lambeau. After he left the Packers, he spent a couple of seasons with the Chicago Cardinals and then finished his career with the Washington defunct football team. Well, not defunct, but renamed football team. So points to both teams. Question four in pre and post game. Upon his hiring to his first NFL head coaching position, he petitioned the league to allow him to wear a suit on the sidelines as a tribute to his father and He is the only men's basketball head coach to win a junior college national championship, an NIT championship, and an NCAA championship, completing the set in 1994. We'll check in. The quadratic quarterbacks have checked in. Cold, wet, and beautiful. Talk it out. So we got very quickly to the second half because we know that 94 was Arkansas, the Bill Clinton era, and that was Nolan Richardson. And now we're trying to think of guys whose name ended in Knoll. Uh, Chuck Knoll seems to be an obvious famous coach. 
He was an era that people wore suits. I don't know why it would have been such a big deal. I mean, Tom Landry was wearing a suit well before Chuck Noll came along, and he wore one every single Sunday. Right. Except when they were playing. So I, 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 that's the part that I'm struggling with. Is there somebody whose last name is Nolan, who's an NFL coach? Not that I can think of. What about what about um, um, oh shoot, know your host, 49ers coach. Um, he would have been the head coach of the mid two uh, mid late two thousands, early teens. Nolan, his name was Nolan. Um, Mike Nolan. Oh, that's I like that better. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of who is like who was his. I'm trying to remember who his dad was. But I mean, Mike Nolan seems better, more logical at least time frame than than Chuck Knoll, because like I said, they all wore suits then. It wouldn't have been a big deal. Well, and it doesn't make sense because Chuck Knoll's dad would have been alive before football started. So like, I mean, that just, I just don't think that's going to be the connection there. There's got to be, I, I like your answer better. All right. I guess we'll try it then. Okay. Mike Nolan Richardson, check that in. Okay. And the quadratic quarterbacks, what did you come up with? Seriously, the guy gets every question right because it just is what he does. We're nowhere close to it. It's what he does. He's at a place where he has no idea. And then what does he do? He gets the freaking answer. Yeah, it's 49ers coach who, after they stopped letting them wear nice clothing and made them wear apparel of the team. Uh, yeah, I remember that he, he, I didn't know it was for his father. I just knew that he wanted to wear a suit. That's all I knew. Uh, okay. It was Mike Nolan. And then it took me two seconds to get to. After I had Mike Nolan to remember Nolan Richardson, Mason had already put in 94 champs as Arkansas, which was absolutely correct. Uh, yeah, so we also checked in with Mike Nolan Richardson. Both teams are getting their points. Yes, this is you're absolutely right on the first half. This was, by the way, David, University of Oregon graduate Mike Nolan, who uh, he wanted to wear suits to honor his father, who was former Niners and Saints head coach Dick Nolan, and eventually did win and got to wear a Reebok branded suit, which is very, very silly on uh, the, on the field while he was coaching for the last couple of years that he was the Niners head coach and didn't keep the suit in subsequent head coaching and assistant coaching jobs. He's currently the head coach of the Michigan Panthers of the United States football league. Mm. And the second half, yes, Nolan Richardson, the architect of 40 minutes of hell and Arkansas head coach, also won the NIT with Tulsa and won the Junior College National Championship at West Tex Western Texas Junior College before he got the Tulsa job. Okay. After the first quarter, both teams going perfect in that round. So we are at 100 to 100. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. We will now move to the second quarter, which is five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth 10 points. 
The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. Question number one in five on three. Please name the five players not named Steph Curry to have an NBA game with 12 or more three-pointers made. Matt, we will check in. Cold, wet, and beautiful has checked in. Quadratic quarterbacks, it's yours to talk out. So we have three, I think we're at yeah, right so now, we... between Clay Lillard and Zach Levine. Yes. I I feel like next to 100%, you know, 97% right. with those three. Yeah. McCollum's giving me pause. I know that he's had big games. It's just, you know, it's the first thing I thought of when I thought of Lillard because they were together for so long. But yeah. I don't think McCollum has gotten to 12. I want to say it's maybe like 10 or so. Like he's he's been up there, but he yeah, I don't close if he's not. You know, and Kobe kind of finished his career kind of when the three point, when that became a much more fashionable shot to take a lot of. But I don't, I don't recall him. I was just trying to think of guys who didn't like to share the ball. And that's the name that always comes to mind. Do you think he maybe had 12 in his 81 point game? Because I mean, if you're going to make, have 81. Yeah, he certainly could have. Right. 12 of them is very possible. For some, I mean, for if there's a game he would have, that certainly right would have been that one. Either that or that the what was his last game when they were force feeding him? That very last game, he, they were he was shooting like 50 times that game. He very he might have made 12 of them because I mean, if you're going to shoot 50 times, 12 yeah. might land in. So if we wanted to try a fourth, I think yeah. he's like okay, he's the best, yes, best answer just for a a super volume shooter who definitely right. could shoot the three. But question is, do we want to risk our 30 that we think we feel good about to get 10 more? I'm not sure I feel confident enough to, like I said, I was just trying to pick at some names and saying him didn't like trigger anything for me. And if it didn't trigger you knowing or having heard it, I, I think the three is where I feel comfortable. Okay. So we're going to go Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard and Zach Levine as our three. And cold, wet, and beautiful, what did you come up with? Conversation was, I mean, our our thinking was remarkably similar. We went with the same three plus we added Kobe, question mark. So we went Thompson, Damian Lillard, Zach Levine, Kobe Bryant. Okay. Well, let's go down the list here. With the NBA record with 14 three-pointers in a game was Clay Thompson, set in 2018 against the Bulls. The other two players, along with Stephen Curry, who have 13 three-pointers in the game, are Damian Lillard and Zach Levine. The first player to ever get 12 threes in a game happened in 2003. It was not the 81-point game, but it was Kobe Bryant Hmm. in a win over the Supersonics, where he just seemed to get hot and was 12 of 18 from three, which is you know, a pretty hot day now, but unheard of in 2003. Right. And the last one, which no one mentioned, which why would you? Because it's the deepest cut and the, one of the more ridiculous stats out there. But the fifth member of the list in a 2005 game while playing for the Raptors was Danielle Marshall. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Never, 
I, nope. nope. No, that was it. That was a you have to have known that in known that specific thing in order to get that right. right. But yeah, right. I, I, I was not paying, a, I was not paying enough attention. And the only way I would have possibly known that is researching questions. I would Never would remember that. Right. His close friends and family wouldn't have known that. So I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> on, a, on a random night in 2005, Danielle Marshall came off the bench and went 12 of 19 from three. He was still in the league in 2005. He was Warriors <laughs> legend, Danielle Marshall. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's funny that the list is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Warriors legend, Danielle Marshall. Yes. <laughs> the third, the, he's the, he was the third Splash Brother before right, the Splash exactly. Brothers. Even. He was the Splash Brothers. He was the original. The original he's, Splash he's Brothers. He's the OG of Splash <laughs> Brothers. Question number two in five on three. Please name the five schools to appear in seven or more BCS bowl games in the BCS era. And as a clarification, I am still including any BCS bowl games that were later vacated because there were a number of teams who have had BCS bowl games later vacated. So I am including those. They did appear in those games, even though the records don't show it. We're going to check in. The quadratic quarterbacks have checked in cold, wet and beautiful. The floor is yours. Yeah, I think you're right that it doesn't just include the the final, but right. That's what it's funny how how, how quickly we forget. But the BCS was they put the championship game together, but then they also put the other. I can't remember even how many games it was. Three other games or something like that. So the te- the teams we're pretty sure about are Ohio State, Oklahoma, Florida, and Florida State. Those are the ones that we felt pretty confident about. The only reason why I'm sort of tempted to go USC is because Matt said something at the beginning about about stripping and all of that. Um, I don't think he said anything about stripping. <laughs> I do believe he used what the word I do on vacating. my own time, David, is my business. I got to supplement a teacher's income somehow. <laughs> you hear all the stories about the, the uh, teachers. Y'all have seen Varsity Blues. You know how this works. <laughs> okay, stop distracting us. Okay, um, so I I, I kind of like the USC. Also, that, I mean, they were just so much better than everybody in their in the in the in the Pac-10 10, and, and yeah, at that Pac-10. point in time that they were going to get to the Rose Bowl every year. So. Yeah, no, you're right about that. That was painful. You think it would go for five? And the hard part is LSU is also lurking in there, and I know they would. I don't think so, though. I For reasons that I don't want to reveal because I have a question coming up, I, I, I'm i pretty sure it's not LSU. Okay. I know they're sneaky, and they constantly – Questions say, coming up about LSU. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would definitely take, I would definitely take USC over LSU. I would that agree. feel better. Okay. All right. Then should we try for five and Do we have roll five? the dice? I mean, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Florida, Florida State, and would be USC. Yeah, I mean, well, All right, are we, okay. The other option is we leave out USC and we just go for four because we're pretty sure about those, and then we don't have to worry if we, you know, played a little bit conservative. If we're gaming it, we're up ten points. Worst comes to worst, they tie us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, USC had a big peak, but also was bad. I mean, yeah, it's true. Let's let's do the yeah. let's do the four. Let's do the four. Okay, we were, we okay. Came to I'll, I'll go with you. You're the guest. Okay, we're gonna check in with Ohio State, Oklahoma, Florida, and Florida State, and the quadratic quarterbacks. What did you lock in? So we had a lot of names that we were tossing around. Um, the way that I thought about was bowl tie-ins because with the four BCS bowls, they had conference tie-ins, and so logically, the teams that were the best in each of those conferences were going to be the ones there most often. So. Um, for Rose Bowl, it would make sense for Ohio State and USC for Pac-10, 12, and Big Ten. Florida for Sugar, Florida State for Orange, Oklahoma for Fiesta. Um, 
yeah, LSU kind of had some good but not great years. They won a couple championships in that time, but um, Alabama wasn't good until the very end. So it's a couple of schools that kind of were probably on the cusp but weren't there. But we went with the five that they were throwing around, USC, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Florida, Florida State. Okay, let's go top to bottom on this list here. Number one on the list with 10 BCS Bowl appearances is Ohio State. One of them was vacated, but they still went 10 times. Second on the list with nine is Oklahoma. Third is Florida State with eight appearances. And the two teams that went seven times apiece were Florida and USC. So points nice job, to guys. both teams. Very nice well job. done. USC actually went to seven consecutive BCS bowls. They went to the 03 Orange Bowl, the 04 Rose, the 05 Orange Bowl, which is now vacated, and then the 06 through 09 Rose Bowls. And they went six and one in those games. So a lot of bang for their buck there with the Trojans. The final list here in five on three. Please name the five U.S. states that have hosted a summer X Games. All right, we're going to check in. Cold, wet, and beautiful has checked in. The quadratic quarterbacks talk it out. All right, we have three. So the first ones, very oddly, were held in Rhode Island. Because why not? Sure. So I know that. Uh, a whole slew of them have been held in different cities in California. That's the first one I could think of. The only one I could think of, for that matter. Minneapolis has hosted two or three, maybe four, recently. And one of them happened at, or part of it happened at um, U.S. Bank Stadium. And I think before Minneapolis, they were in Austin. Austin seems like the kind of place you'd have in X Games. Kind of fits that. that kind of so that's four. I okay. don't have a grasp on anything else. And the only reason I had the Austin is because it was before Minnesota, right? Because they yeah, were they were there for some... a couple of a couple of years, I think, before. Yeah, it'll be probably some random place in the two thousands to be like, oh yeah, we tried out this city for one year and it didn't work, and we went back to California or something. So are you okay with going with those four? Yeah, if you feel good about. Because we're doing the states, ones. right? We want the states. Yes. Yes, All the right. states. Okay. Because right. pro- right. probably cities is a longer list. So oh, longer I, yeah, because I think California itself Every, probably has more than, they like probably five. have more than five cities that have hosted it. But All right. So we're checking in with Rhode Island, California, Minnesota, and Texas. Okay. And cold, wet, and beautiful. What was your answer? So we also checked in with four, but not the identical four. Um, Josh is 100% right about Rhode Island. I was living there when the X Games started, and I asked a question the first time I ever hosted about the state of Rhode Island hosting the X Games. So we actually checked in with California, Rhode Island, Minnesota, and for some reason I have this weird memory that they were in that they were in, in Philadelphia, so Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I should have thought of Austin because that makes perfect sense. Mason's actually right. So yep. California, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Minnesota. Both teams are receiving their 40 points apiece. <laughs> Very well done. You got all five. Yes, <laughs> the first two Summer X Games were in Newport, Rhode Island. Then it went to California, 
San Diego, and then San Francisco. Philadelphia did host for two years in 2001 and 2002. It was in LA for a whole long stretch, then to Austin, then to Minneapolis for three years, would have been four, but one of them was 2020. And then the last two have been back into Southern California. So very nicely done. Those of you who thought you didn't know a damn thing about the X Games, we found all five. So nice work. Yeah, it took me a minute because I was like, I'm... I was like, Minnesota, it's got to be. And I was like, wait, am I thinking? Because then I had to remember, it's like, that wasn't winter, right? Because obviously we could host the winter X Games here. But I was like, nope, that was summer. There was a whole hubbub around it, especially with US Bank Stadium. And then I was like, oh, yeah, before that, they were coming from Austin. I did remember that. But yeah, I, w- I, I had no recollection of the Philly. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota has not hosted the winter X Games yet. Which no. is kind of weird because you'd think. Yeah. Well, yeah, makes sense. Bus, why not? Yep. By the way, it's not just Newport. It wasn't Providence because I remember that they they did the street. I don't even know if they still have this event, but they had a street luge that came down College Hill from where Brown is. So I yeah, we just we, I just asked the street luge question the other day. Oh, they do oh. not do it anymore. Uh, no, okay, okay. It they looks, haven't it done it since crazy. like two thousand three or something. <laughs> look, well, the irony of this whole thing is that we all wanted to do the street luge at some point, you know, when the street sure. was open. But you know, it would be like going down Lombard Street or something in San Francisco. <laughs> right. There was a yeah. they. You know, they do do a big wheel race down Lombard Street every year. And nice. it, is, uh, it is on my bucket list to do the big wheel race down Lombard Street. I just have that to like I, I have to buy a big wheel and some pads and then I think I can I can get it done because really because really there's no driving involved. You just run into everybody until you get to the bottom after the second quarter. We had some different scores from question to question, but everybody ended up in the same place with both teams tied at 220. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions. Each question is worth 25 points. And our halftime today is another round of what I'm calling the reverse Lux. Uh, David was doing for a long time. Two sports questions with the name of a television show squished in the middle. I am doing the opposite of that. So you're going to get two entertainment or pop culture questions and squished in the middle is going to be the name of an athlete. As an example, if I were to ask, he played Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad and his bat suit was the only one with nipples on it. The (laughs) correct answer would be Aaron Paul George Clooney with Paul George squished in the middle. And today as an added hint, all of the athletes squished in the middle are going to be golfers. Oh, wow. my. <laughs> yeah, I, that that makes this at least somewhat approachable for me. So, I hey, good, that. good. I'll good. work the golfers. I know golfers. I'll work the shows and movie things, <laughs> and okay, you work the uh, golfer side. I'll say that's a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a golfer. Question one. 1995 film starring Damon Wayans and featuring Bam Bam Bigelow and Al Franken SNL character who declared, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Okay, we'll check in. Old, wet, and beautiful has checked in. Quadratic quarterbacks, talk it out. Oh, God, anything on the first that? half? I'm trying to remember what that was. So <sighs> we, have this, we have the second half. Yeah, so the second half is, is Stuart Smalley is the character. So the golfer's probably Payne Stewart. Yes. And the movie 
not a good movie. Really not a good movie at all. Is <laughs> something uh, ends in pain. It, it, I guess it, probably it's, what happens when you finish watching the movie. Although it isn't pain. pain as in P-A-I-N. It is spelled like Pain Stewart because it is Major oh. Pain. So we have Major Pain Stewart Smalley. Check that in. And Cold, Wet, and Beautiful, what'd you have? Well, first of all, Josh is wrong about everything he just said. That movie is a classic. <laughs> um, robbed for every award in 1995. Wow. Wow. Braveheart had nothing on it. Much better film. Should have won all the Oscars. But yes, it is Major Payne Stewart Smalley. <laughs> Points to both teams. Yes, I am I am on Matt's side with this one. That movie Note. is immaculate. Note to self, don't trust Matt's when they recommend movies. We already didn't I mean, trust Artie, so this is just adding to it. So that's yeah. already that's already <laughs> you're you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. <laughs> Question two of halftime. Her EGOT includes both an Oscar and a Tony for August Wilson's Fences. And this 2003 film featured Hugh Grant's character living at 10 Downing Street. We will check in. And and I just want to say that Matt both times has finished typing the answer before Matt has finished, uh, before Matt T has finished reading it. So this is not even me. Well done, Matt. <laughs> Cold, wet, and beautiful with a lightning fast check in. Quadratic quarterbacks, it's all yours. Apparently, we could have had that lightning fast check in because I didn't get it. I was still working. I And lo and behold, the whole answer is sitting there in my chat. So go ahead, Mason. <laughs> Mason. Wow. So proud, Mason. Yeah. I guess this is in my wheelhouse somehow. This, this, <laughs> these two particular movies, even or these two particular things, even though I haven't seen any of these movies, but I know enough about them at least. Um. Yeah, so I know that Viola Davis was in Fences, and first of all, for me, it was Davis Love, he, and then he starts saying two, three film with Hugh Grant. That's Love Actually, so um, we're going to go with Viola Davis Love Actually. And Cold, Wet, and Beautiful, what'd you have? Yeah, we don't have much to add. We agreed immediately, one of our greatest living actresses, Viola Davis, and uh, Love Actually, so Viola Davis Love Actually. Points to both teams. Yes, indeed, it is Viola Davis. Love Actually, Hugh Grant's character in Love Actually is the newly elected prime minister of the UK who lives famously at 10 Downing Street. That's my flavor text for people who don't know where the UK prime minister lives. (laughs) (laughs) Question number three of halftime. Monty Python film that features the song Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. And an American audio technology company that is found most prevalently today supplying the speakers and sound systems for dozens of car manufacturers. All right, we will check in. Cold, wet and beautiful has checked in. Quadratic quarterbacks. Talk it out. I I know a lot about this person. I just I don't remember his name. So. First half's life of Brian. Yes, I totally agree with that. Had that right away. Right. Yeah. This guy, I he's he's a lefty. He won the 2023 Open. I don't remember his last name. I don't know. I, I I just don't even have anything on the speaker part to connect it with. No pun intended. I um don't either. I, yeah, I don't even I don't even have a guess to muster. So no, um, no, and, and I, don't, I don't think his last name is Bose. No. Um, no, because I think that's the total name of that company is Bose. Right. So, so that's, that's not even saying, a like, two word. Right. 
Right. So I, the second half is going to have to be a multi-part name. And I can't, I think, can't think of, of a company. No, I keep getting that, stuck that, in like JBL that. and Bose and like, it's like these things aren't like Panasonic, right? It's just like it's just all the, the speaker audio brands, but like, so I say we just, I, I, I don't think it's worth it because we're not. No. So we'll yeah, just, we just, we'll, we'll uh, punt on this one. Okay, the quadratic quarterbacks checking in with uh, life of Brian Bowesworth. Uh, and on to cold, wet, and beautiful. What did you come up with? That's amazing. We checked in with life of Brian Bowesworth. No, um, <laughs> we, got to, we got to life of Brian very quickly, and then we were trying to remember golfers, and I think we finally came up with one. We're not exactly sure what you want on the second half, so we're going to give you a couple. We'll tell you what we officially checked in with, I guess, which is life of Brian Harmon audio. But I didn't know if you were looking for like Life of Brian Harmon Cardin or whatever they did, like the two guys who originally formed the company. But to be fair, we did check in with Life of Brian Harmon Audio. So if you wanted Harmon Cardin, like I, you to decide. I'm going to give the points on this one because yes, it is Harmon Audio or Harmon Cardin would be both acceptable versions okay. of that. So it is Mason. You're exactly right. He was the lefty who won the 2023 Open Championship. That is Brian Harmon. Who is squished in the middle? So the full correct answer is Life of Brian Harmon audio or Life of Brian Harmon Carden. So cold, wet, and beautiful get those points, and those points boost them into the lead. Hold on, real with, quick, I got to well, give you something here because yep, um, <laughs> here we go. I mean, it's usually a person, right? But this company this is now an entity. This entity, who <laughs> never, <laughs> never nope. heard of them. No, actually, Josh, I think you're supposed to say what? Like that's no, it's a, still who. <laughs> okay. It's a name, Corpor- right? Corporations are people, David. Yeah, that's <laughs> Unfortunately. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like even if I would have come up with Brian Harmon, I would have been like Harmony, and I would have not even just thought of Harmon. I would have probably tried to make it like Harmonic or something. Where I just, yeah, so we, we weren't going to get there, even if I came no, up with Brian Harmon. No, no. We weren't get there. I, unless we just stuck audio on the end, and we made it. <laughs> Honestly, the, reason, the only reason I came to the name is that I think they make I don't know what their market share is, but they make a ton of speakers for computers. And that's that's the reason why I got there. I couldn't tell you who my speakers are made by. <laughs> They're probably Harmon Garden. <laughs> With that last question of halftime cold wet and beautiful pushes into a slight lead with 295 following closely behind the quadratic quarterbacks with 270. On to the second half. And today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question number one in the missing link. Five-star cornerback who was a unanimous All-American in 2012 during his junior year at Alabama. A top 10 pick by the Jets. His pro career was cut massively short by injuries that included a torn Achilles. We'll check in. 
The quadratic quarterbacks have checked in. Cold, wet, and beautiful. It's yours to talk out. Now, the first thing Matt says was Aha Clinton Dix, but that's too that's not that's not quite right. Plus he was I don't think he was drafted quite that high and he lasted a lot longer. Yeah, I can't um, remember. I, I'm do you have anything because I because I've got to stare I, at space. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean Jet Jets draft bus are there's so many of them, but none of them are the one or this one that I can think of. Um well it would have been it would have been too likely two thousand thirteen, right? I mean right. all a unanimous all American in two thousand twelve, probably a two thousand thirteen pick. Pro career was cut short and he's a cornerback. I'm not I mean I could picture these guys, but I can I can't they they all run together for me. I can't remember who was a top ten pick and I can't remember who torn their who tore their Achilles. I, I'm not gonna get this. I don't think I am either. I'm not I, draft picks are not something I'm good at. I'm always amazed when people on here can remember reconstruct draft picks from yeah. all the last like 20 years. I just can't do it. I think we should avoid the pain and just punt because I, I don't I don't have anything unless you unless you want to. And we can guess aha Clinton Dix, but I, just, yeah, I, don't, I don't. He's the only one from that era that I can think of who was even a cornerback at Alabama who was an all American. So, but yeah, I don't go, for it. It go for it. Go for it. I don't know. I don't think it does either, but I don't have. I, it's not like I can really counter it because I don't have anything. All right, so. we'll check in with Haha Clinton-Dix. Okay, cold, wet, and beautiful. Checking in with Haha Clinton-Dix, quadratic quarterbacks. What'd you have? Yeah, I remember this guy very well. He only played for like, I don't know, three, four years in NFL, and just he was very, very good in college, and just unfortunate that he didn't make it um, too far in the NFL. Um, but that cornerback is D. Milliner. So that's who we checked in with. One team is getting points. It was indeed D. Milliner. Yeah, the ninth overall pick with the Jets, but never, never could stay healthy, had some ankle injuries, and then had the torn Achilles and just never, never could get it back together to have a pro career, but was really, really good in college. So the themed link answers so far are D. Milliner. Question number two in the missing link. This defensive specialist and 2015 draft pick was traded from the Astros to the Guardians in 2021 and won his first gold glove for Cleveland in 2022 as their everyday center fielder. We'll check in. The quadratic quarterbacks have checked in. Cold, wet, and beautiful. It's all yours. Uh, I can picture this guy. It's something straw. Someone was positive. Um, as the last thing. Well, that's the last name. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter because we can check in with Straw and hopefully he doesn't ask for us to be more specific. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that's the last name, that's got to be specific enough. I mean, it's not like you're getting confused with a different Johnson. Straw. Right. Okay. We're going to check in with Straw. And quadratic quarterbacks, what did you check in with? Yeah. I For some reason, I couldn't get Chaz McCormick out of my head and I knew it wasn't him. I do go back a little bit further. Um, but this is Miles Straw. That's what we checked in with. Both teams getting points. Correct answer is Miles Straw. Yeah, not much in the hitting department, but he's very good with the glove. So the themed link answers so far are D. Milliner and Miles Straw. Question number three in the missing link. This country's national team defeated the U.S. men's national team on penalty kicks in the semifinals of the 2023 CONCACAF Gold Cup, but would lose 1-0 to Mexico in the final. They made their first FIFA World Cup in 2018. We are going to check in. The quadratic quarterbacks have checked in. Cold, wet, and beautiful. Talk it out. 
Oh, it's obviously somebody that's North American right. or, or island country. I So I was trying to go through countries in my head that I seem to remember made that had some kind of run and may have made the World Cup, you know, fairly recently for the first time. It, and the country that was jumping out to me is Panama. I remember them making a sort of run. I can't think of anybody else unless it's somebody. I mean, I don't think it's like Honduras or Nicaragua, Guatemala. I feel like all of those countries would have made it before. I would think so. Honduras almost certainly. Yeah. Guatemala almost certainly. It's obviously not Mexico. It's obviously not the U.S. And it's not Canada. Um, Jamaica? That doesn't sound right. I mean, I'm trying to think of – no, I I, I feel like Panama is a reasonable shot. Yeah, so we've got almost – I mean, it's not Belize. (laughs) Trying to think of other countries in that area. Yeah, I, I I can't get off of Panama. I really can't. The whole country? It's not a bad place <laughs> to be. It's a vacation destination. It's true. No, you're just a big fan of the Van Halen song. I think it's Panama. I'm struggling with trying to come up with anything better. Thought? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I got nothing better. Let's. If you've got an inkling on it, I think it makes sense. Panama it is. We'll check that in. Cold, Wet, and Beautiful has checked in with David Lee Roth singing Panama. Quadratic quarterbacks, what'd you come up with? Yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning. I mean, they've been pretty good recently from very little I know about them. Um, so yeah, it just kind of seemed to make sense. So we checked in with Panama as well. Both teams getting points. The correct answer is, in fact, Panama. Very well done. Oh. Our themed link dancers so far, D. Milliner, Miles Straw, and Panama. Question number four. In the missing link, he threw for 1,820 yards and 16 touchdowns as the starting quarterback for Jones College in 2018. He would later transfer to an FBS school. Check in. Cold, wet, and beautiful has checked in. Quadratic quarterbacks, talk it out. That was dangerously quick. Uh, yeah. This is an Oregon quarterback or Brown. Why? I don't know. Um, Jones College. Why is that a gift? 2019. So transferred. So 2019. This guy was. Okay, 2019. That's. Well, that's LSU's national championship year. But who was a big name quarterback? Oh. <laughs> I got it. Okay. 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 I, I think I know who this is. Um, I don't remember him going to Jones College, but. He did transfer, and 2019 would be about the time he started. He started out because he's been he was in school for like 12 years at some point. Um, I think this is Stetson Bennett. Oh, that would make sense, right? That would make sense. Yeah, um, yeah, because he definitely went to a smaller school and then transferred. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was in college for eight years and didn't get a degree. Yep. So if, somehow I don't know how that happened, but. I guess he took like one class a semester and he's like, all right, he good majored enough. in football. That's right. He didn't, he didn't come there. He didn't go there to play school <laughs> um, in the words of Cardell Jones. But uh, um, yeah, we're going to go with Stetson Bennett. And cold, wet and beautiful. What did you check in with? Yeah. Stetson Bennett. Same thing. Both teams getting points. Yes, this is Stetson Bennett. Yeah. You picked up on the, he transferred and did some slightly more important things than his year at Jones College uh, at his next stop. So the themed link answers so far are D. Milliner, Miles Straw, Panama, and Stetson Bennett. 
question number five, final question of the missing link round today. His most recent head coaching job was for the USFL's New Orleans Breakers in 2022, a somewhat fitting destination considering his first bowl win as a college head coach was the 2008 New Orleans Bowl, where Southern Miss defeated Troy in overtime. We're going to check in. The quadratic quarterbacks have checked in. Cold, wet, and beautiful. It's yours to talk out. Larry Fedora, right? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's got to be that. All right, check that in. And quadratic quarterbacks, what'd you have? Yeah, I I said I kept up with the breakers, so I remembered this guy's name. Um, it is Larry Fedora. So yeah, we're doing Fedora. Both teams getting points. Yes, this is Southern Miss coaching legend Larry Fedora. So the themed link answers for this round. D Milliner, Miles Straw, Panama, Stetson Bennett, Larry Fedora. Both teams checked in with their missing link answer after or during the third question. One team checked in first, and that team that checked in first was the quadratic quarterbacks. So cold, wet, and beautiful, why don't you reveal your missing link guess first? That's y'all. No, no, he just said you guys were first. He said cold, but he said... Cold, wet, and beautiful. What did you guys have for an answer? That's I said quadratic quarterbacks checked in first. So cold, wet, and beautiful. Why don't you reveal your answer first? Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> I was oh, also very oh. confused. I was confused because we always have the team who checked it in. Yeah, we should have had this sooner, but um, it's and we were waiting for the Cowboys to be the last one because it's famous types of hats or something along those lines. So it's either going to be bowlers, fedora. Cowboys. We were like going through trying to trying to do the Mason and reverse engineer what the last answer was going to be. But yeah, um, types of hats. And quadratic quarterbacks, what'd you say? Yeah, so we were on the trail from the first one because I didn't remember what it was, but I knew a milliner made something and Josh told me they made hats. And so with straw coming up, that started to get me on high alert. Like, okay, someone that makes hats and a type of hat. And so I didn't even think about the third question. I thought of countries and hats, Panama, and I was like, it's got to be Panama. Just go with it. So, yeah, we said we said hats and then sent hat-related last names because the first one's not technically a type of hat, but yeah. And, and just to let everyone names. know who's listening, I did specifically say makes women's hats. That is correct, actually. A milliner is someone who does specifically make women's hats, has kind of become a term, a catch-all term for a hat maker, but a milliner was specifically a women's hat maker. And yes, Straw, Panama, Stetson, and Fedora were also all types of hats. Yes, things like bowlers and cowboys. And I searched high and low for a like some sort of ex-athlete named Fez, but I couldn't find one. <laughs> but yes, the correct Fez, link. Fez Bryant, maybe? Yeah, Fez, yeah, Fez <laughs> Bryant. That's very good. That's that's like one letter on the keyboard away. That's an easy type. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh quadratic quarterbacks are picking up the hundred points for checking in with the link first, and Cold Wood and Beautiful get their fifty for checking in slightly behind them. So after the third quarter, we have a lead change. Cold, wet, and beautiful sits at 425. Quadratic quarterbacks have jumped just into the lead on the strength of that link with 470. That brings us to the fourth quarter. 
the fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today's fourth quarter are as follows. I'm feeling a little bit uh, apocalyptic today, and I'm not really sure why, but we're going to roll with it. So the categories are death, famine, war, and conquest. Death is a a big four sports question. Famine is about college football. War is about baseball history. And conquest is about baseball players. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one of the fourth quarter category is death. There are two big four sports mascots that are venomous and combined are responsible for an average of 80 deaths per year in the United States. Name (laughs) both. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, mascot slash team name. I, I wasn't making any specific like. God, I hope Gritty isn't venomous. You know, no. well, just because not all they're not always the same. Sure, thing. Right, they're often the same yeah. thing, but they're not always. So that's why I'm asking that clarifying question. Yeah, that's sure. What we're I, I guess I should rephrase it as team name then. Okay, that okay. makes it that takes yeah. worry out of out of. All right, we're gonna check in. Cold, wet, and beautiful. It is yours to talk out. So here's where we are. We've got three that we feel like are venomous and are just struggling because blue jackets are type of wasp, diamondbacks are whatever they are, rattlesnakes. I think they're mm-hmm. venomous. And the last one that we're down to is hornets, um, which is obviously type of wasp. Uh, if the, I mean, the only reason why I'm ready to dismiss hornets is that it's so generic that the chance, I mean, the number of people that die of bee stings has got to be it's a great huge. deal more than 80. I mean, so like, Given that it's way more than 80, my thing is it has to be Blue Jackets and Diamondbacks. I mean, I think that makes sense. I mean, I mean, Hornets alone have to be more than 80. <sighs> I, I would think so. And, right? usually, and Diamondback, Diamondbacks are a rattlesnake, right? I'm not, I'm not making are. that up. Okay. And that, that's definitely venomous. Yeah. You, now you have me second guessing whether uh, wasps, Hornets are venomous or poisonous because I know there's a difference between the two. Oh, shoot. But I think I, they're... Ve- <laughs> Damn it. We're out of sports. Because, um, like, spi- spiders are venomous and snakes in it are venomous. And there's not another one of those that... I'm assuming blue jackets are like yellow jackets. Those are venomous. Yellow jackets are wasps. Now, are they and hornets? It- it's got to be... Okay, this is the thing. If or Hornets, he would have asked the question differently. It's got to be Blue Jackets and Diamondbacks, right? I mean, I think it has. I mean, I, and you're sure Blue Jacket? Because I know a Yellow Jacket is. I've never heard. I didn't know what a Blue Jacket was. That's why. I assume a Blue Jacket was like a Yellow Jacket. I thought I looked that up when they first joined the league. 
Yeah, I haven't really thought about them since they joined the league, so. Um, uh, I swear that a blue jacket is a type of wasp. Now I'm going to feel like an idiot if it's not true. And do we we did look at the question, right? It doesn't say that there are only two that are venomous. It just says these two are venomous and combined for 80 or more. Are you going to tell me a blue jacket is not actually like a yellow jacket? I have no idea. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think I, I mean I agree with you. If it, it, it if it is if it is like a yellow jacket, then it's I think that has to be the two the combination because the hornets are going to be much higher than that. Maybe yeah, maybe that's not what a blue jacket is, and maybe it's just supposed to be hornets and diamondbacks, because those are the ones we absolutely know are venomous. The right. only thing that I the only thing that I question in all of that is that it just seems like I, I feel like eighty deaths per year from bee stink seems remarkably low to me. Yeah, I mean, they're probably responsible for like 78 and like two dumb people got bit by a, a diamondback. And so, like, I assume the ratio is pretty high that way. But I do agree with you. I think it's higher. But like, you also have a bunch of different types of, of like wasps are not technically hornets. It's a very it's a subspecies. So like. All right, then let's then let's go with hornets and diamondbacks and cross our fingers. Do you agree with that? I don't know any more about anything. Uh, this question has <laughs> hurt my brain in ways that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather get bit by a diamondback at this point in time than continue to think about this. Let's just pick something and go with it. Okay, okay. Then, then it's then hornet because I because the only the other reason I'm distracted is that I swore that their mascot is like a bee, and so that's why I, th- I thought this. But never mind. Okay, we're gonna check in with hornets and diamondbacks, and what the hell? Okay, and the quadratic quarterbacks. What did you come up with? Okay, well, our conversation was remarkably shorter than that. Um, even when they talk out loud. Um, first thing I came up with was diamondbacks because they're venomous. Um, then I was thinking along the insect line, I came across hornets. Um, and David, I think the blue jackets are civil war reference. I don't think it's I actually think, are, are an they, insect. Are they, but what, but what is their actual mascot? I have I mean, no what, idea, but that's like their, that, their physical, think, like dressed up at the game mascot. What is it? That's probably no, a guy in a. Nobody's ever you know, going to know. I don't know. So. Okay, Everybody that's knows. why I was thrown because I swore that it was like yeah, a, a so, big hornet. I don't, well, okay, never I mind. Thought, yeah, we, we thought Diamondbacks and Hornets. I didn't even think about NHL. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to get a venomous avalanche or a coyote. <laughs> like, I'm, it's not going to happen, right? So, you know, I once we thought of Diamondbacks and Hornets, we stopped thinking. So okay. we checked in with Diamondbacks and Hornets for uh, Steve Smith senior points, 89. And Cold, Wet, and Beautiful, how many points did you check in with? Oh, sorry, 100. Okay. Both teams are getting their points. It is Diamondbacks and Hornets. Yes, Blue Jackets, the name Blue Jackets and the logos and everything is a Civil War reference. There is there. David, you are right that they do have some sort of green weird bee mascot named Stinger. But the the team name is not. I was actually kind of prepared to give you points if you had said Blue Jackets because it is. (laughs) Uh, What what is funnier is that at one point. Uh, in 2010, the Blue Jackets tried to unveil a mascot named Boomer, which was an anthropomorphized Civil War cannon that is very phallic shaped. Oh, interesting. And That's it lasted funny. for about a season and was Wait, quietly so, retired. So, Matt, resolve the other thing for us, because the part that we were struggling with is how many people die of bee stings in a year? I thought it, it was a really is, more than that. It really is only like an average of 75 a year. Oh, interesting. Okay. Happy yeah. pens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Happy pens. I know. And most, and most people people's, have them. And yeah. I guess most people's bee allergies isn't 
so acute that it kills them before they can get help. Yeah. See, so this is, this is, I think it's a confirmation bias that, you know, having grown up watching my girl as a very young child, <laughs> that pretty much any bee sting is immediately lethal. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a great point. Okay. After the first question of the fourth quarter, the lead has gotten a little bit tighter for the quadratic quarterbacks. It is now 559 to 525. Question number two. This one does feel like a David question, so I apologize in advance. Oh Actually, you know what? I'm going to own it. I don't, I don't apologize for anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, category is famine. It's a college football question. Notre Dame holds the record for most BCS bowl appearances without a win going O and four. You're going to name me the quarterbacks that beat Notre Dame in those four games. I'm going to give you the game and a hint about the quarterback. We have the 2001 Fiesta bowl. The quarterback that beat Notre Dame in that game is currently the head coach of a ranked FBS team. The 2006 Fiesta bowl. That quarterback was the following season's Heisman winner. The 2007 Sugar Bowl, that quarterback was the next NFL draft's number one pick. And the 2013 BCS National Championship game, that quarterback was the 2023 XFL MVP. (laughs) Name those quarterbacks. I think we're going to tap. We'll check in. Cold, wet, and beautiful have checked in. With a tap, apparently. Uh, quadratic quarterbacks, you've got less than 30 seconds to talk it out. Oh, it's aggravating because I have three. The first one, I don't I don't know who was playing in the 2001 Fiesta Bowl. Come on, you were out? Yeah, it was two. He would have been, he would have been two. <laughs> you weren't watching the yeah. Fiesta Bowl at two? Oh, yeah, I was watching Notre Dame play whoever in the Fiesta Bowl. That's yeah. really a- I don't um, I don't know. The only thing that we're on the trail of is maybe this is a, a pack 10, 12, 14 person, know your host kind of thing, but um we've named all the coaches except the one at Oregon State. I don't remember his name. But he would be about the right age, and that's the problem. So and I don't even know if he was a quarterback. I don't even know. I don't I don't know I don't know who it is or anything about him. I guarantee you that. Right. So I, I only well, recognize him because he was coaching the Lex on your other three game. before we lose some points. Yeah. There you go. So okay, well, 2006 Fiesta Bowl, the next year season's Heisman winner. That's Troy Smith. Um 2007 Sugar Bowl, NFL drafts number one pick from next year. That game LSU beat Notre Dame. Um that was Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> and uh 2013 BCS National Championship. I remember watching that game very distinctly. That's AJ McCarron. Um, and he was the 2023 XFL MVP. He was the one I think they tried that he basically got convinced to to play football again and then tore it up in the XFL. Um, so, so, so the only thing is we could throw out a lucky something. Name. Okay. Well, we have Smith, Russell, and McCarron. So... You have a lucky last name you want to throw in with those? The only one that's ever worked for me was Smith, but we already have a Smith. Could there Are be we gonna two go Smiths? two Smiths? I don't know. <laughs> two... Or two we can go with a lucky Johnson or a lucky 
I don't, I don't, I don't care. You want to, I don't, so do you want to, no, no, want to go to stupid. That'd be stupid. That'd be stupid. No, I don't, I don't care. I don't have no, that guy's name could have been Smith. I don't remember his name. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't care. At this point, I don't care. Just do the three. And so Smith, Russell, McCarron, throw out whatever you want to throw for the fourth. I don't care. I don't have anything. Pick a fourth last name. Johnson. We'll just go with Johnson. Okay. So I guess in the order of the, of the question, it's going to be Johnson, Smith, Russell, McCarron. Okay. Or for, for West Chandler, 89 points. And cold, wet, and beautiful. What did you come up with? You're gonna. Oh my yourself. God! Was that close? <laughs> Holy crow! Was that close? And 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 I I was actually like quietly. I couldn't decide if I was rooting for you to get it or for you not to get it because if I were listening, if I were just listening, I would have thinking anyway. So we had for number two we had Troy Smith. Number three was Jamarcus Russell. Number four is AJ McCarron. And number one is in fact I think the Oregon State coach who's gone on to uh, the Oregon State quarterback then who has gone on to coach the team. And that would be one Jonathan Smith. One team is receiving. Wait a points. minute. They said they tapped. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, was said, bluffing. I was bluffing. I was That's that's giving a we're tapping. We're not answering. That's not a bluff. That's a full on cheat. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Penalty flag. Think... <laughs> well, if you'd gotten it on Smith. No, I, I was trying to bluff. Yeah, I, didn't, I would have felt I didn't mean terrible to... if I would have gotten it by another lucky Smith with a second Smith. <laughs> it almost no, worked, yeah. though. That, you guys came that close to doing it. I was, uh, yeah, I, it I, was really times. close. I was sitting there going, oh, pardon, my God, are they going to really pull me, this? Part of me wanted you to get it just for the entertainment value because it would have been so damn funny. I wouldn't have known whether to laugh or cry. I'm just going to clarify, no part of me wanted you to get it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so in the the 2001 Fiesta Bowl, that was the completely absurd-sounding final score of Oregon State 41, Notre Dame 9, quarterbacked by, yes, current OSU head coach Jonathan Smith, and then Mason had the rest of it with Troy Smith, Jamarcus Russell, and... I can't even remember now. AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron. I wrote the question and it was That's last year's XFL MVP oh, and I, I couldn't even remember it off the top of my head. Just to I let you know, that, him yeah. as a player or a coach right now, and sadly, he's a who? Never heard of him. Question three in the fourth quarter. In the category of war, this is a baseball history question. The All-American Girls Professional Baseball League was born during World War II with Major League Baseball's rosters hard hit by players being drafted into the military. Between 1943 and 1954, five different teams captured the league championship. I'm not going to have you name all five. Two teams, the Rockford Peaches and the Racine Bells, were most heavily featured in the movie A League of Their Own. Name any of the other three championship clubs, location or team name is acceptable, and one team changed cities in between their championships, so either location is acceptable. You can give me one of four cities or one of three nicknames. Okay. Good enough for me. All right. We'll check in. The quadratic quarterbacks have checked in. Cold, wet, and beautiful. Talk it out. All right. So it, so it's obviously got to be something Midwest. Not likely to be a big city, so it's not going to be something like Chicago. No, I I threw out South Bend because I, for some reason I have this vague memory of that, but I might be making that up. 
I mean, it's not going to be something as big as Milwaukee, probably, right? No. It's certainly not going to be Chicago. No, they didn't all... go Indianapolis. I don't think so. But they were all sort of within, you know. Yeah, they're all like, like a hundred miles of Chicago or whatever, right? I mean, or two hundred miles of Chicago. Yeah, they were going on. They were going. It was all buses, at least so they led us to believe. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I South Bend sticks out of me, but I don't know why. I don't have any team names. I don't know. I said Davenport was the only name, the only small Midwest city that I thought maybe they mentioned in the movie, but I don't remember that. And even if it did, did they mention it because it was a team there or just because they were going there or staying there or something? I mean, yeah, I mean, it could have been anything. I mean, if you have an inkling that you think South Bend won or was a team. Oh, the, oh, I see what you're saying. You, mean, you think there might have been a team at Davenport that never won. Well, yeah, I mean, there could be, too. Or, like, I'm just trying to remember any any city name that I remember them saying in the film, because I think if they said a city name, it would have been a place they were going to either play a game or were playing against. You know, I just had another town that hit me, but I don't. I, I would no reason to believe that they won anything. Was Kenosha? But maybe I'm just confusing that with an episode of Happy Days. Somebody went to Kenosha. On. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. I'm really. I. I'm starting to lose it. Um, what do you want to do? I guess we go South Bend, but I don't. I mean, I don't have a lot of any kind. Of, any real confidence in any of our answers. But you had a thought there. Let's just let's roll the dice. Right. My 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 thought was Matt spent all of his Matt's the kind of guy who would feel really bad about picking on Notre Dame. And so he'd come back and ask a question where the answer was South Bend. So uh all right. We'll check in with South Bend for one hundred points. And quadratic quarterbacks, what did you come up with? I'm not sure about cities, but um I think one of the teams that was pretty good were you know, kind of going off of a similar where you had the bells and the peaches i do believe there was a team that was pretty good and they were the chicks oh they <laughs> that might seems offensive been, it might have been milwaukee <laughs> but i don't know for sure but i wow. uh, but chicks that's what we're checking in with for 89 points okay so we have checked in answers of south bend and chicks and i'm very happy to say that both teams are getting their points <laughs> We had the the any of the well, either the Joshua Wright, the Milwaukee Chicks, or they later moved to Grand Rapids and then won another title. So either the Milwaukee Chicks or the Grand Rapids Chicks would have been acceptable. The Kalamazoo Lassies was the one that did not get Mm. mentioned. Great name. Great name and great city. And the last one was the South Bend Blue Sox. Wow. They didn't want to go Great. with the let's well let's denigrate women a little bit with our name yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. It's funny Chicks, they had the Happy Days rasses, Happy Days sucks. Happy Days took place in Milwaukee and it was always that Fonzie was chasing chicks. Yeah. So that's like <laughs> that's <laughs> that's where they got it from, apparently. I'm sure, right, exactly. Exactly. And and there was a team in Kenosha, but they did not win a championship. So I'm oh, glad you did not I'm glad you did not go with Kenosha. Okay. Uh, both teams getting their points on that one. And that brings us to the final question of this game in the category of conquest. This is about major league players. Let's uh, let's name a guy. This relief pitcher made his debut with the St. Louis Cardinals in 2018. The same year, he changed his name from a one word spelling to a three word spelling. 
He hasn't pitched in the major leagues since 2021, having signed with five different teams since then, but never getting a call up to the majors. He currently pitches for Diablos Rojos del Mexico, and it is unclear whether he is related to the first ever governor of Puerto Rico. Name this pitcher. And to be clear, in 2018, he changed his name, adding spaces. So his one word last name became a three word last name, just with spaces in the middle. All right. Yep. That's we'll, got to be. We'll check in. <laughs> okay. The quadratic quarterbacks have checked in. So for the last time tonight, cold, wet, and beautiful. Talk it out. So in this last round, we've had debates about what is a venomous animal and whether or not certain conquistadors count as governors of Puerto Rico, which is, you know, exactly what we thought we were going to talk about when it, you announced the categories. <laughs> a surprise. <laughs> uh, love it. I think it's great. Uh, great way into a question. I mean, we went, both of us immediately gave up on figuring out a Cardinals relief pitcher who was in the majors for like, you know, a week. Two seasons. Um, yeah. At most, like, you know, he's probably been in like two games. But so this had to be a question where you wrote the answer. You found the answer and then it re- retrofitted the question to it. So David came up with who he thought the first governor of Puerto Rico was. So you want to talk, tell him what our answer was? Well, we came up with Ponce de Leon, which makes perfect sense. And I have no memory whatsoever of this pitcher with the Cardinals. But it, I guess it could make sense. The guy's name was Ponce de Leon. However you say that is one word. And he could have broken it up, and that's that was the clue from Matt. So we can't come up with anything else. Uh, so you want to check that in? Should we go with that? I mean, I don't have a better conquistador to go with. It's not DeSoto, so it's, so I mean, no, I got... that would that would be three. That would be two words. Um, well, I mean, you could put his first name in there, but it's not him, right? Um, and we don't so... need the, and there's no the conquistador. The conquistador was. Wait, was it? It was something very Spanish sounding, Juan or Jose yeah. or something. But we don't. I we don't need to know this. Guy. And then we're asking about the baseball player. Okay, we'll check in with Ponce de Leon and the quadratic quarterbacks. What did you check in with? Yeah, so I went through it from the the history part of it, um, and once I thought about who that could be, I I have vague recollection of this pitcher um, because it his on the jersey, it just spanned across like his whole back because of the, how big the letters were and the fact it was spaced out and everything. Um, I don't remember his first name. I know kind of what he looks like. Um, but yeah, I think his last name is Ponce de Leon. Um, so that's what we checked in with for uh, 89 points. And both teams are receiving those points. The correct answer is his first name is Daniel by the way, but it is Daniel Ponce de Leon. All so right. I just want that, to say, before, oh, yep. before you get there, I just want to say, leave it to the Jeopardy champion to come on and ask a, what, what are we saying? 15th, 16th century uh, history question, question, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I do want to remind you all that I, uh, on the cutting room floor is a World War One question. That's super modern history. It could have been worse. Like, yeah. Worse. What do you mean worse? I just, I just assume the World War One question is coming in the fourth quarter next game. So. David was alive. Oh, it might, it might one, be. So he would know. <laughs> it might be. All right. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. The quadratic quarterbacks finish with a very respectable 648 points, but our clipboard captain of the game receiving the coveted Cardale Jones Award today 
with 825 points is cold, wet, and beautiful. Very nicely played by both teams. Matt, you're a guest tonight. Is there anything you want to say for the good of the order before we call it? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I felt like we went on a journey this evening. There was We just went a little bit of everywhere here from timeless mustaches to the Civil War to venomous animals to conquistadors. So I really felt like we had everything you want to in a sports trivia podcast. So uh, other than that, you know, it was a great time. Really enjoyed it. Thanks to David for figuring out a couple of those that I couldn't come up with. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. And some really good questions. I actually really thought the uh, the baseball history question was a great thing that doesn't get talked about enough. So it's a good addition. All right. Thanks, Matt, for joining us tonight. And on behalf of David, Josh, Mason, and myself, we'd like to say thanks from the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. <laughs> Stretch, stretch, get on back there. They look up, you can put it on the board. Yes, yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. TP.